0: Okay, welcome everyone, I'm Vince Hollywood-Kelvin, this is Aphrodite Sprint's podcast. The premise is to heighten your social success, love, sex, romance, whatever thrills you at that level, by strengthening your core relationship with yourself. A very unique angle that not many have addressed the proper way or was never really addressed the proper way because all relations with others is a reflection of our relation with ourselves. We live with ourselves every day, but if we don't pay attention, we often don't treat ourselves optimally. We lack being of true support for ourselves. You know, So I give you one gold nugget. This will be a sense of direction For the regulars who call this podcast, we're on every Monday. You find it on iTunes and Podomatic as well afterwards. Forgive my pronunciation. I grew up in Europe, if you didn't know that. So um, the premise is this, our core equations. Oftentimes, we get caught into wanting to be right, and we're absolutely right. Sometimes we're also off and we just insisting in the wrong direction, all of us can have elements of being stubborn. But let's say there's moments when we are disappointed and we're right, or indeed it didn't happen the way we wanted with the girl. But how do we treat ourselves in those moments? Oftentimes, we take ourselves through hell in our minds, When it should be the last thing we should do. If others take us through something that's unpleasant, Well, that's one thing, but if we do it to ourselves. So this weekend, I'm preparing for a long-awaited event. It's the art and mechanics of threesomes. Now, just of itself, you know, if we announce to every single person on the planet that we are teaching on the topic of threesomes, there would be some people who would oppose. There would be many different opinions at the level. Sure, every guy has dreamt of it, but it is a controversial topic. So because of that, the first thing you gotta understand, whether it's a threesome, managing multiple mates, even though we may think we really want it, because it's not the norm for the rest of the world. We are automatically, by default, likely to be a little conflicted internally. And there's a difference between the conscious mind, which, hey, dude, get me two girls and a threesome, I'm there, and there's the subconscious mind that has been exposed to a variety of beliefs from other people, the world in general. So automatically, key point number one, first gift to further help you with that, if it's of interest to you, is to know that most likely you are not sufficiently at ease despite the fact that you desire it with it yourself. So you got to deepen that. All progress depends on finding a new avenue and strengthening it through time, a new angle, a new point of view. It's not a one shot. So be certain that you understand that you probably can make headways in finding that absolutely normal. Because it's like with everything. I know some of you listening. Uh, there was a time when getting a phone number was a big deal. There's even guys out there that it puzzles them. They don't know how to get a fucking phone number. Okay? Same thing. Uh, soon we're going to be of assistance to a group of women. Me and uh, the, my trainers in training uh, through Catherine Oman. She's doing a boot camp for women over 40. So that applies for women as well. Th- those women... Uh, Most of them are probably taking that class because they're unaware of what's possible for them. Then comes that time when getting a number is is normal. And then if you're fairly skilled, it's inevitable. Inevitable. At some point, I did a fun test myself. I would forbid myself to get numbers, but I would be out and doing hardcore pickup and seduction and being super social. And uh, it was inevitable. I eventually, at some point, one girl would be like, hey, give me a number. And I would not be the one saying it. Just just to find out, can you reach that place where even if you say, I'm not getting any numbers, inevitably, some people are going to want to be in touch with you. So when you reach that place, it happens because it's normal. And it's normal because it happens. It's a catch-22, chicken and the egg. If it's not happened, then it's not part of what's normal for you. If you want it to happen, but you don't think that it's normal, you approach it from a weird angle. You present it in a weird way. You have your own little hang-ups. So you got to clear that, make headways. Start to talk to yourself. The best way to do that, if you want same night sex, if you want managing multiple women, refine how you explain why you want that and why it's absolutely normal and why it's a really cool thing. To yourself, till you go, yeah, sure. Up to a point where, if you were the one being interviewed and somebody told you, so, what's your take on threesomes? You'd be able to feel very comfortable, very at ease, and talk about it. That's the first gold nugget. The second one, because of the conflicting values, guaranteed, guaranteed, one of the traps is. You, um, you are at some point going to succumb to nice guy syndrome. I backtrack. Initially, like every guy, I fantasized about getting two girls. <clears throat> it never really went in my teens the direction that I wanted to. When my first opportunity presented itself, first and foremost, I was not comfortable enough About it. So that was my first key point. Then, here I have a girl in bed. I'm sleeping with her. And she's quite pretty, so I'm starting to melt for her a little too soon. And then she says, my friend in the other bed over there, go towards her. And I somehow, out of nowhere, as much as I was thrilled with that idea, something somewhere made me want to act like the genuine guy. And I said, no, I'm here with you. So (laughs) it might seem funny to you, especially coming from a a guy that then has had probably more threesomes and foursomes and fivesomes and beyond that than most guys have girlfriends, to hear that my first opportunity came short because of number one, I was not at ease with it myself. In my own mind, I felt that it was cool, but it wasn't that cool and I had little hangups. If it's a matter of, like, uh, respecting others, then make sure that you are clear of, okay, but I will not force it on anyone or this or that. Uh, But then it came short because out of nowhere, I played the nice guy, false hero, to honor the one that I preferred out of the two when it went nowhere anyway. And uh, later on, I ended up indeed sleeping with the other one, but I could have had both. I will pass it to you guys for questions in just a moment. That's the topic that I picked for tonight. We're not limited to it. The third aspect, the third key element is candidates. Most guys, their idea of it is you get a girlfriend, and then you got to go get a girl with that girlfriend. If that is your intention, you must be certain that the girl that you are with is genuinely, truly interested in that. Maybe she'll make an exception for your birthday and so on. But that she has a profound lacking for girls. Okay? Uh, you also must make sure that she's the more adventurous type. Too many want to turn a sweetheart into what she is not by nature. Everything has a polarity. I also know for a fact, it's beyond a belief. Okay? Know for a fact that every woman has a tendency to be bisexual. There's those who openly admit it and those who are in denial. If a woman is listening, she would probably debate, but time and time again, that theory has been proven to be the correct one. But there's a broad spectrum, which leads us also to know how to better assess women who like women, there's a broad spectrum of it. It's not just one thing, one type. Now, here's the next challenge, and that's a big challenge, okay? Uh, First, assuming you have the right candidate. Then you need the second candidate. So the second candidate needs to fill the following requirements. First, she needs to be pretty enough so it's appealing. Then, she needs to be aware of her own bisexuality. Third, she needs to be willing to act on it on Uh, at that time, not on. sorry, at that time, okay? Next, fourth, she also must like the girl that is with you. And then on top of that, she needs to be comfortable with you. So the odds of that being all lined up in a common location are very low. That's why one of your best bet is to begin not with the girl that you're with looking for another girl, But to begin to find yourself amongst more women who are already inclined to do that, bisexual bars, uh, gathering, wherever that may be, because then it's going to be the norm. Then it's going to be the norm, okay? So those were my first pointers in that direction. I don't know what experience you have had or not. The next big level after that, but I want to interact with you guys. This is what this call is about, take some questions on the topic or something else. The next one is to be able to rapidly assess sub-tendencies, meaning if you're with a girl and you already know that girl, and then you bring another girl, because you don't know the new girl, Guaranteed, you're going to be a little overly excited about the new girl, which your girl will feel subconsciously, unconsciously, and she may start to either back out of it herself or make the other girl feel uncomfortable, girl to girl. So it's very important that you're aware of that. And even beyond that, There's also, the moment you get more than one person, two humans, there's one that's a little more sensitive, emotionally sensitive than the other one. There's also always one that's a little bit more of a leader than the other one. So you need to be able to rapidly assess that dynamic because if you violate it, you know, if you treat the leader like the follower and the follower like the leader, not much is going to happen if you uh give more emotional attention towards the person for whom it's not that important and less for the person that is for whom it's more important there too again you're going to trigger the wrong dynamic and girls uh they want to be the special one and so on if you're invited in the midst of two girls that are already connected Or they don't know each other, but they know each other on the spot and they want that. They either know each other already, they fit in a few categories. One category is going to be they're just two playful girls that decided to do something crazy. They're like best friends, but they're not lovers. The top one would be they are lovers. They're intimate together. They're an item. The very top would never invite anybody else. Some would. So you have to be aware of those scales. See them on paper. And become more proficient to rapidly. It's a quick assessment. And there's not a deep how. Oftentimes, just awareness of that makes you more mindful. And uh, at least you don't group, you don't don't violate. So um, even if they just met each other, you know, one is going to be a little more emotional. One is going to be a little more. They also don't think like guys. For us, guys, like, yeah, man, two girls. For two girls, it's a different kind of experience and you're not the primary thing in it. You could be, if your game is absolutely killer and you have built a phenomenal lifestyle for you, then girls will always violate and accept, violate their own rules and uh, do more and accept more. It would be the equivalent of an incredible physique that the girls go, well, we may as well, you know, but that can be done through insane game and lifestyle and uh, whatever would cause women to go like, okay, that's a good catch. This guy is really playful. got to watch out. Also, it has to be treated as something that is light. If, if the, per, the other person starts to feel that there could be attachment, that there could be any form of jealousy, uh, then their own value system comes in the way and they refrain from it. So it's a topic that I really, really love. I went from a person who was fantasizing about it to a person who goofed a couple times when the opportunities were given to me because of my misconception, trial and error, to someone who actually went through, I don't know uh, what what the norm is, but I know it's way above the norm. It's uh, quite unexpected. I'm not attached to the idea. It's also very important, you know. Uh, as you have more of something, it's interesting how it shifts. At first, it's almost like a little obsession. Oh man, it'd be great to have a threesome. I want a threesome. Then you have one, you go, wow, that's a lot of fun. Man, I want another one. At some point, I was like, yeah, that's one interesting option. That's a great dynamic. That That's a lot of fun. And uh, I think to further that direction or any other direction, it'd be a wonderful time for us to open the floor to whatever questions you may have. A couple of you guys are muted. If you need to unmute to ask your question, star six. If not, go hey, for it. Yep. Hey, Dave, how are you doing? Dave, I'm doing wonderful. How can I help Hello. you tonight? I'm wondering. So you, you've been talking about taking things more lightly a lot. That's one thing you mentioned quite a bit. And I'm curious if you could elaborate on that. And, for example, when the feeling of butterflies comes in or anxiety I'm curious, is it something that you get at all at your level? And what do you recommend depending on approaching any social situations in general that you may perceive as causing that or leading to that? Of course. We are never immune in any way. <clears throat> but we can develop immunity through time. And we are never immune in Anyway, completely because once we get used to a certain dynamic and it doesn't trigger us in either direction, we get overly excited or we get overly upset because we feel that the girl did us wrong. When it reoccurs, we may be a little less sensitive and through time, you know, all things are possible. If you really know how to dedicate yourself towards it, we're still human, but a lot can be done. But guaranteed, there's gonna be a new instance that you were not familiar with that will find you almost like back at ground zero, okay? Back Mm -hmm. at ground zero. But it's about being aware that when it happens, you're likely to be destabilized emotionally, overinvest mentally, act strange physically and practically, omit other matters that are very important in your life, uh, and probably violate some of your own rules and uh, probably forget a lot about what you had learned. And that's okay. And it's guaranteed that it's going to happen. You know, initially we think it's never going to change. I'm always going to feel that way. Then... Uh, we think, okay, now I got it, I'm changing, and then we go back to okay, until the next thing that's going to destabilize me. And eventually also we will experience a little bit of destabilization in later years in life when there's a little natural eroding of our prime, you know? Our prime. meaning a guy that was getting a lot of fucking respect when he was 20, 30 because of uh, athletic competition, at 50, unless he repositioned himself, he may not have the same, you know, uh, input of strength. So be, be prepared. Now, number one is to admit that it will take place and become aware of it and turn it into a study. Hmm. And to know also that we're not not aiming for something that's huge, just a slight little difference. Let's say we have one guy. He meets a girl. He gets all sorts of weird butterflies. He starts to think about her, but he's unaware that it's happening. Uh, So then it's not easy for him to monitor it, slow it down if it gets too much, be prepared to remedy if it fades, and to not be overwhelmed by it. If another guy is aware of it, he can manage it better, and part of managing better is to use it in your interaction. Give you an example, Mm -hmm. sometimes if, if, let's say, I would see a girl that really would grab my attention, I would say, hmm, what are you doing to me right now? Because I, I, I'm, I'm always saying to people, like, nothing grabs my attention, but you, you're doing something right now. Why is that? Look, I'm even blushing when I'm talking to you. Then I turn it into a topic. It's always interesting. Sometimes somebody will grab your attention. Me, I find that very interesting, fascinating. And we feel different than we feel normally and then sometimes we even say something silly. Okay, in preparation, if she thinks what I'm saying is silly, I introduced it. So take, taking it more lightly, you simply have to be aware of it, like riding a bicycle. You you on a bicycle would have a tendency to lean too much to one side and the other side. You got to pay attention to a few things, not that many. And you simply know that you meet a new girl, she grabs your attention, the likeliness of you being over-invested, very high, the likeliness of you making semi-intelligent choices, you know? It's one thing, you know, the, the, the guy goes like, uh, no ladies, I'm not buying a drink. Okay, I only buy the first one and so on. And then suddenly a girl, a girl grabs your attention and you wonder, it's like, where did it all go? Look at me. <laughs> For me, I, I, I had an entire decade you know, uh, not a decade. 2011, I moved to Project Hollywood. Prior to that, I already lived in like a mini resort by the beach. So I would not go to girls. If they wanted to see me, even first time we would, after we encountered each other on the street and something, if it wasn't a pool, I would say, no, you come to my place. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not picking up anybody. And I was, like I was saying before, once you, you're at ease with something, to me it made sense. i mean, right, come to my place. Don't be a pest. You'll love it here. I don't want to go in the world. I've been too public lately. If you think, oh, there's no way she's going to do that, then it becomes a problem. If for you it's absolutely normal and it happens regularly, then for her it's not going to be a problem. Okay? So then uh, at tragic Hollywood, I would hardly go out. I think I spent pretty much the whole year in there, at a few exceptions and a little bit of traveling to different cities to teach. Uh, so I, I spent about. 10, 12 years of like, no, I'm not going to go on a date. We're not going to go to a restaurant and so on. You come to my place and that's it. And that became very normal. And when I met my girlfriend, suddenly I found myself giving her a ride all the way to Victorville. (laughs) And my mind was rationalizing. My mind was like, oh yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I haven't seen the desert in a while. Yeah, I enjoy the desert. And then a part of my mind goes, no, bullshit. You're rationalizing. So having, reaching a deeper level of self-honesty, self-relation, so at least you're aware of it, but I wouldn't freak out about it. You gotta put a layer of being amused by it. Stay amused by it. And uh, know that you can trust yourself in the worst case. See, love, sex, romance, any form of, of it, pick up, seduction, becomes a lot more fun Once you've been through a few shit relations and situations that at the time and you feel like it's not going to go anywhere, it's the end of all and so on, and you realize down the road, hey, I'm okay. So now the real fun begins because oftentimes we lack the reference or awareness that in the worst case, we're going to be okay. Maybe not initially, but we're going to be okay. So then you relax a little bit more and you can appreciate but, and then from that place, you can give yourself the permission to go, I'm a little bit in love. And you appreciate the season. You got to keep a strong polarity. My biggest concern for me, for guys out there, because I've witnessed it again and again and again, is they're going backwards. The moment a, gra- a girl will grab their attention, they lose their edge. That's when you need to regain your edge. That's when you need to go, sweetheart, I got to do my workout today adorable, I'll see you later. Yeah, you give me a little massage after my workout. But what do we all tend to do initially? We skip the workout because we wanna fuck her one more time. Why do we wanna fuck her one more time? Because we're concerned that if we don't do it now, we may miss out afterwards. And women want the opposite of that. They love the men. Even if they may bitch a little bit at at, at the first time, they love the men who will postpone them uh, for his mission and his task, assuming he's not geeky about it. He's not like, no, I got to work. But if he's sexy about it, they will love that because they know in the long run that's a man that will be better for them because they've been with the guy that starts strong and then suddenly he erodes. And the only women who appreciate a guy who erodes, you know, his passion is going down the drain, he's no longer working out, he, he, he's not doing much anymore, he's not in touch with the world, he's not thriving in the world anymore, okay, are women that are insecure because they worry that if he gets too strong, too powerful, another woman may catch him. And women will even trick you with that. They won't tell you, you know, they, any little chance once you're in a long-term relationship for them to make you eat a little more than you should eat, they're fast at that. And they deny it. It's, they're unconscious. We're, we're all unconsciously trying to protect ourselves. That's why work with the unconscious is so essential. And the first step in working with the unconscious is to remember it's unconscious. So that means we're unaware of it. That's why any guy who goes like, I've got a good relationship with myself, yeah. Consciously, when asked, for the most part, sure, we're not saying that you're punching yourself randomly and hating yourself and torturing yourself. But how do you speak to yourself in the face of adversity? Anyone that feels miserable, that means that they are not speaking to themselves properly, you could be in the face of adversity, but a strong voice within you should say, hey, you're going to be okay. Let's see what we can do. This. Remember, there's always something we can do. We have to retrain ourselves to access within us the strongest voice that ever existed and that you could ever count on. That if nobody comes to the rescue and you're in a shit situation, from the inside, you start to hear, you're going to be all right. I'm sure something can, can be done about it. I deviated a little bit from your original question. We're a long way from the threesome, but it all, it all comes together, you know? And what David brought also, now, let's say a guy manages and he's got two candidates. They're at a possible sex location. They start to get playful. There's going to be that moment that you got to detect. You're with two girls or three, and they're open to a group experience, there's going to be that moment where your mind starts to think it may happen or it's happening. In that moment, if you're unaware of that, you're going to come across the wrong way. It's going to be too much testosterone. Exception, you you are an incredible bait for women, let's say a TV celebrity and two friends go like, okay, well... We may as well, okay? Or you have really worked your game and your appeal is so great that it takes any sane women just a few minutes of hearing you to start to detect that you are way above average at all levels, warrior, wizard, bad boy, and authentic. You're more authentic, you're more entertaining, you're more together, and you're wiser than any man they've ever encountered. And remember, for them to be able to recognize that, it's got to be truly significant, okay? For something to really stand out, think about the car that stood out today. It was probably completely different than the other cars or a lot more pricey. So um, th- that's why the journey is essential. Everybody will want the quick fix. I wish I, I would be the first one. I would simply cover more ground, and go to the next person, and go to the next person, if I could say, okay, you wanna learn about a threesome here? One, two, three, do it, uh, how was it? It was amazing, man, but that's not how it works. Well, why don't we take it to the next question? As I give you a sec to voice your next question, whoever it might be, here's the next huge chunk. I'm doing this event on Saturday, that is also recorded, so it's not only live or live stream, it's also the recording on the art and essence of threesomes following the guidance of Aphrodite. So, here is the next big one. It's the same, by the way, if you're just one guy and one girl. There might be a time when there's a dynamic and it just happens, okay? I have been with adult film stars where two girls like each other and we don't have to just play, foreplay much. They just, they just go at it. They start kissing each other and that's it. It begun. Okay? It begun. So one option then is find girls who already do that, swingers club, this, this and that. And the likeliness of it happening fairly fast, assuming you have the proper mindset and you're not overly aroused by it, is quite high. But... For the most part, you have to first create a dynamic so if we take it from the prior key point, the prior key point is you are likely to reach a level of excitement that is too strong for them that is going to start to kill it so you need to really monitor that and stay cool. you're likely to also overly focused unless two girls decided or one or a girl got you another girl and they their goal is to please you, which is one combination we'll talk about as well. Okay? It's a little more uncommon, and you have to be a little more uncommon for that to be. But unless that is that, then it is not an experience for you. It is them having an experience under your supervision and guidance. So the next big chunk is to learn how to create a dynamic where you first build the dynamic outside of the context to then install it in the context to then strengthen it in the context. If you have three people, you have a whole bunch of comp- combinations. For those of you guys who like math or playing with numbers, okay? You could have one engaged The two, each one could engage the other two. So that's already three combinations. Everybody could be of their own for a little bit. And then two could be of their own uh, together and the other one of their own for a little bit. So there's all those different combinations. The more you start to... That shirt should be on you. And you have them swap clothes. So you're directing... And you can do it a little bit with the topic of fashion. The next one is you can do it with like engaging in pictures. Okay, now you take one of us. Now, not just the two of you guys. All right, now you. So you keep on moving that dynamic around. It's three of us, it's two of you, it's two of us and it's one of you. It's this and this and that. And you have to have many funnels to do that. Playing with fashion, playing with a uh, uh, massage, Touch games, guessing pictures, and you rotate the dynamic, and then you elevate it into something like very. Loud. Hold her a little closer. Look at you. Let me readjust your hair. Huh? I think she likes you. And pointing out that's also based on who is the leader, who's more emotional. Okay. And then the next one is you reverse the frame. And I'm going fast through this to give you a, a kind of a glimpse of what awaits for those who want the full seven hours on that. So the um, next part of it is to flip the frame at some point. To flip the frame at some point where it's like, oh, you, you, you girls are crazy, look at you. So it feels like it's their experience. Which will lead to the next step. Then, to know also, it's unlikely that much more will happen unless you direct it. So a threesome, there it's a triad, it, a loop. Personally, creating that dynamic of all the possible numeric combination of engagement and have a variety, huge variety of fun flavors to partake in, in little activities together that bring it closer and closer to something sensuous. And eventually sexual, including pre-sex stuff, like of miming sexual positions and so on, joking around. All game that you learn from me will help you to further that role play, dual direction, you name it. <clears throat> can you guys still hear me? Good? Yeah? Can somebody confirm? Yes. Yes, okay, we can good. hear you. And you also have to be mindful of the fact that I got distracted because I kept only ring t- clicking on the line. Um, you have to be mindful. I'm recovering my train of, of thought. Uh, there. So you create... Oh, yeah, that after a while, you come up with them on the spot. And we're not talking a long time. There's always a plus and a minus. Some may overly do that and exhaust. There's going to have to be an escalation. So from... Playing with the dynamic and infusing different flavors for the aspect of variety, to reversing the frame and laughing at them, saying they're a crazy, to suddenly taking the lead. And part of taking the lead also includes to give hints. Uh, there's one of my favorite way to do it is like a meditation in a circle and you're holding hands and you squeeze the hand and say, imagine the sun and the moon are meeting at the same time and you're right in the middle. Uh, and then you play with two moons and so on, beautiful guided meditation to kind of boost the masculine dynamic and blend it with the feminine and the feminine with the feminine and the feminine with the, feminine the, feminine with the masculine. This beautiful little dynamic. You could also give little hints in terms of, you know what? Life is crazy sometimes. And uh, personally, I think that, unfortunately, too many people, a great opportunity is given to them, and, <laughs> and they would miss out on it. We're here. I know we're going a little crazy, and I'm not suggesting that this should go any, anywhere further where any one of us is not comfortable. But I'm enjoying this, and I think that, you know, uh, sometimes people may not realize that God is giving you an opportunity and you better take it. So, what other questions would you have, everybody? Let me look at the time. Ooh, we got about five minutes. So. Hey Vince, this is Paul Sanford. A question on nonverbal flirting. If you have a minute or two of that before you actually say anything, uh, what uh, would be the best way of handling it? Uh, like calling it out or... Maybe doing some non-verbal dual direction if there's such a thing? I, I wouldn't go too far. So uh, let's keep it simple. Okay. Non-verbal. You, you said clues on non-verbal flirting, correct? Paul, I'm not hearing you anymore. Not sure where you went, but okay.
1: Yeah, yeah that's correct.
0: Flirting. Sorry, mute came on okay. accident. Non-verbal. Super simple. Super simple. To just give it like a a touch of pre-connection. One thing that's very helpful is the use of the positioning of your head as you walk around or when you are at nightclubs, okay? Ah, it's my mom, forgive me, I gotta tell her that I'm on the call. It's late night for her. She's in Europe, what time is it? 4 a.m. or something? probably went to the casino. All right, sorry about that. (laughs) So uh, if you look down, you're kind of dismissing yourself unless something grabbed your attention on the floor. So avoid looking down, okay? If you look up and you you look at people directly in the eyes, uh, it's confrontational. Can you can you sustain that? Can you handle it? Can you do something with it? Most cannot. Most guys, they look at a girl and the girl will look away. Or the girl knows that the guy is looking at her. Now, if you simply tilt your head back just a touch, not in a bizarre way, chin up. Okay? And then you pay attention to people. It's a completely different dynamic. When do we do that? When we feel superior, when we feel mischievous, when we feel... Hmm. You know, like I want to cause some trouble when we feel good about ourselves, very charismatic people. A- a- anyone who's someone entering a room is not going to look down unless they didn't want to be there to go. Shit. Oh, I shouldn't be here. And they're not going to look eye to eye with people. Look, the celebrity doesn't do that. The celebrity raises the chin slightly. So that's a good position to do a something like you, you then tilt your head just to the side and you squint your eyes just to touch. Okay. And you give a little smile from the corner. There's also, what are you subcommunicating? communicating A great little flirting thing is like, don't we know each other? Or, uh-uh, what's up? So to, to gather references of when maybe you naturally do that or observe other people, you know, when, when you're vibing with someone a little bit. And to do a minimal touch of that when you notice people. It can go a very, very long way. The most minimal thing you could do is you walk normal. You already have a pleasant expression on your face. You don't look sad or upset or annoyed but you don't grant a smile until you turn to the people and then you smile as they notice you. That's minimal. That's not even flirting but, but that's pleasant. Well done, it's very difficult for somebody else to not respond with a smile but oftentimes it's the timing. The person is smiling too soon or looking at the smiling so it should be You look, and then you bring the smile, and and then from there you take it to Volvo. You go, I don't know. We're looking at each other. What's up? I'm Vince. What's your name? Something simple. So, of course, you can do a lot. Uh, When people talk dual direction, I'm always there to give the recommendation. Is that uh, if you're interested in dual direction, study it with me. It's my trademark. If if you are not don't don't start to toss the name like that because you, you have a false sense of it, and then you it's not it's not gonna help you. So it's something that you wanna know about dual direction. It's a, it's deep, it's very different, but it takes a lot of studying it. Uh, if not, I wouldn't combine it. So I think we answered that question. A touch of non-verbal, of course, and all things are possible. And at the end, the reason why we want to do a little bit of this and uncover this and uncover that and so on, is to reach that place, that unique place within of a deeper awareness of capacity. And then from that deeper place of awareness of capacity, and true capacity is, anytime, give me just a little time, something is happening. But it takes a lot of game to reach that place. Once you're at that place, then pretty much anything goes. You could you could start an interaction yawning and go. Oh. <laughs> you got me exactly when I was yawning, okay? You you could be uh, very graphic from the get go. Imagine you have a lot of game, You know, you could say ah ah ah. Like uh, back on the topic of threesomes, you know, you could talk to a girl and show her a picture of another girl. And then go, oh, by the way, this is my girlfriend. And the girl looks and you go, oh, my God, you like girls, don't you? And that's a way to test where she stands. If she goes like, no, I don't, she probably doesn't. If she feels a little embarrassed and she goes, no, I don't. Yes, you do. You wouldn't say it like that otherwise. Or maybe if she goes like, well, let me see. And she's kind of looking at her, comparing, hmm, Maybe she's more interested in herself than... she uh, goes. oh, wow, she's very pretty. Well, she's probably a girl who pays attention to her fashion and, and can appreciate another girl's prettiness. Or if she goes, let me see. Oh, she's hot. Then you'll know. And you present it straight up from the get-go. You do a whole bunch of interaction. You go, oh, yeah. See? Picture of my girlfriend right there. Okay, so uh, based on... Um, that I can take one more question, final question, and thank you, Paul, and everybody who's asked the question so far, Paul and David. Um, in just a moment, we'll take one final question. So heads up, here's what's coming up. Unfortunately, you're probably going to hear the recording afterwards. Number one, this weekend, uh, we had a lot going on in L.A. If you're remote, you can still participate. Uh, the main thing is the Masterpiece that is being created on three songs, okay? So there's gonna be a link with this podcast. Uh, get on it as soon as possible. We always do a sliding scale. If you cannot watch the live stream this weekend, uh, then you, can, uh, you will be given the recordings afterward. And even if you watch the live stream, you will also get the recording. It's gonna be four hours of the core material, And then a bonus two to three hours for Q&A and uh, furthering what we covered with a touch of reflection. It's it's during the week that we do the bonus three hours. It's a new format, works very well. And guided processes to open your mind, to feel natural with it, to embrace everything else that was taught. So it's the pre-sum event, and uh, we also have a special event with Fly Hudson on Friday. And there uh, we're doing an event with Sephora through Fly Hudson uh, for face maintenance for men. But it's only open to 12, and I think we've got two, three more spots. Three, and it's Sunday here in Los Angeles. What is the final question, meanwhile? If there are no final questions. We'll keep it at this for now. I got a private coming up. So I'm very excited. And it's a fun experience to have a, a threesome. And it can be a very fun experience for a woman as well, you know. And I think that for all those who would be a little shocked and outraged that I talk about this, we have to be mindful that life is a passing experience. And uh, we have to also be mindful that it's an experience in which we are going to age. So uh, for as long as it is done in a supportive way and that it's certainly not arming, but I'm not even suggesting not arming anyone because that's, that's too low to phrase it like that. For as long as it's done in a supportive way, um, to grant yourself the experience. In uh, the teaching of Aphrodite, it says, uh, this is teaching of Aphrodite, goddess of love. It's, uh, she says, there will be, a time when you will be the trees and the birds and the sky and you will be spirit and the matters of the flesh will no longer be concerns of yours. But until then, because you are of the flesh, in the flesh, then make no mistake and don't let the false moral of others fool you. You were granted the flesh in the flesh for a reason. It's false programming to think that. Uh, It's virtuous to live only in spirit and to neglect the flesh. The teaching of Osho would always say, how can you honor the creator if you don't honor the creation? And how can you honor the creation if you don't honor the creator? Okay? And then uh, it's a matter of who are you at the core and who are the people at the core. There's people who could practice abstinence their entire life and be truly evil to others. And there's people who could have a lot of sex and be truly evil to others. And uh, there's also people who could practice abstinence their whole life and be of wonderful support and service to others, and these people who could have a lot of sex and be a wonderful service and support to others. One of my discoveries, having been a person who's conducted a lot of events, put events together for decades now, and also has attended so many events. I love any spiritual gathering, any business gathering, anything, a leadership convention, and this and that. Uh, first, I focused on going to some and then putting my own mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised when I started to attend gatherings of uh, swingers or uh, adult film convention at the genuine kindness that, that was there amongst the organizers and, and so on. So that, that really did me a lot of good spiritually. I realized, you know what? Sometimes those who say don't judge are still the ones that are judging the most because you don't know where you're going to find people coming together in a beautiful way, supportive ways, okay? So to be generalized, Uh, for more of anything that I offer, your best bet is you go to the brand-new website, VinceKelvin.com. VinceKelvin.com, brand-new website, uh here and there we may still be implementing a section or a link. So in case just contact me, Vince at seductioncoaching.com. Thank you everybody. It was a beautiful experience to be able to be of service. And I will see many of you this weekend via the live stream or the recording for three songs. You have a link that comes with it. It's an absolute must, you know. Uh name one other phenomenal resource on the topic in the world from a man who went from like, what, wow, that would be nice, but I doubt it would ever happen to a man who's made it happen consistently, repeatedly, more than most men. to a man also goes, yeah, that's cool. That's not the end of the world. That's not the beginning of the world, but that's one wonderful option. It's of interest to you. Uh, we're going to treat it like every other matter. It has a system, a strategy, and you can do it very well. And you should at least grant yourself the experience once in a lifetime. It's a good story also for your great-grandchildren. <laughs> good night, everybody.